Okay. Are you ready to rock? Ready to rock and roll. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> hey, ho, Silverina. What the hell is that? I don't even know what I'm saying. What's up, Sober family? I was going to try to say something different this time, but I don't care. Welcome to I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye, the podcast where we're learning to love ourselves more than booze. I am your host, Dana Crawl. I'm a former army chaplain who developed a toxic relationship with alcohol after leaving the military several years ago. And after inpatient and outpatient recovery and a year of staying sober on my own, I relapsed and descended into a rock bottom. But thankfully, in the depths of despair, I discovered the not so secret solution to staying sober. And I think that is finding and contributing to a community. So soon after I started this little podcast as a way to keep myself accountable and to help others in early sobriety. With me as always in the studio is my main man, Al K. Hallfree, my co-host and my spirit animal for sobriety, claw bump for Al. Uh, today, Al and I are super excited to have Paige Danoff, AKA Sober and Funky on Instagram. She is joining us in the studio from Manhattan, but she is Paige is a party in a pair of pants from Pennsylvania, say that five times fast, but for the past decade, she's been living and working in Manhattan, including owning her own bar at the age of 24. More about that in just a little bit, but by the, to the end of today's episode, Paige and I want you to be more open to embracing your inner funky, whatever that looks, feels, or sounds like. So Paige, without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you, and, and thank you for having me. I'm uh, so happy to be here, especially with Mr. Owl. Owl is, uh, Owl is stoked, can you tell? Like, he, he looks more I festive love- than, he looks more <laughs> funky than usual. I should have given him something funky, like a, uh, I don't know, like, like, a, like, a, like a boa, like a feather boa. I should have gotten that. <laughs> Damn it. Next time. That's <laughs> right. I'll try to see what kind of swag I can I can rustle up for, for Owl while we're sitting here. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But so tell us about your sober journey. I forgot to mention that your sober date is in November of 2015. So you've got six and a half years sober. Tell us more about what took you to that place and then what made you kiss alcohol goodbye. Well, I think, and when you say it like that, November 2015, that is insane. Uh, I think it's like probably the longest thing that I've ever done. Like you know, uh, I, I'm a quitter. Like I, I quit once things get hard, I quit. I'm sure a lot of you feel the same, but to be here and six and a half years later, that is pretty mind blowing to me. But, um, I think my story starts out like most of yours. And that's another thing that I love about sobriety is how somehow all of our stories are pretty damn similar. We're just kind of all the same person, just different walks of life. But my story started as a kid. I just, you know, never felt part of something. I always was the outsider, always uh, an outcast. Um, I think of the most vivid memory I have as a child is as like a five-year-old is sitting by my landline and like waiting for my friends to call and being like, what, like, what the? What, why isn't nobody, why, why isn't anyone calling me? Why do I always have to be the one to pick up the phone and make the plans? Like, and it just, that continued throughout childhood, you know, and to the point where I felt like such an outsider that I kind of leaned into that. And I was like, well, you know what, if you're not going to accept me, I'm going to be on the outside and that's where I'll be. And that's fine. 
and I kind of had fun there for a while. And that led me into some deep, dark things like, um, you know, I had my first drink at 13, I started smoking pot at 15, but at that point, I was pretty much drinking like every day. Mm. Um, do I just get do I just keep going? Like, just keep going. You just keep going. Or I can ask you something. I don't care. No, like, I'll yeah. keep going for now. And then you, you stop me when, when, uh, no, you're great. I just usually just, I'm working on, okay. I'm working on silence. Like I'm such a chatty Cathy. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, I sounds. love it though. <laughs> I love I, your the, chat. I love it. Well, great. But, well, I'll, don't worry. I'll interrupt you. And, okay. You'll, and you chat interrupt on, me. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, I, I was just, I thought like that was the thing to do, you know, like a lot of us did was to drink and that's how we fit in. Um, so I would, you know, just party. I would just like, I became a different person, you know, and I became that person who I thought, oh, these people like this person. Like maybe I'm not such an outsider when I'm, when I'm, when I'm drinking, when I'm doing drugs, like I'm funny. I'm, I, I'm hilarious. I have, I'm uh, so bubbly and I have such a great personality when I'm, when I'm drinking and whatever. And so I just, I started doing it like every day uh, in school, I would bring it with me. Uh, this is in high school. I would bring it with me in water bottles, like just uh, smearing off ice at the time. Ice. Um, <laughs> um, which is not good, by the it's way. It's not, but, it, but at the time it was. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, I mean, that's what we could get. Absolutely. Um, Drink what you can get. Yeah, so I mean, at that point, like, I, I would rather go to parties than go to school. So uh, I nearly, I didn't, I almost didn't graduate. But at that time, I was like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, school was not doing anything for me. A fellow adhd or like, I could not focus in school. School yeah. was not keeping my attention. Like I was just all over the place. Um, I'd rather just, you know, drink and do drugs. So I, I graduated. There was a vote actually to keep me in high school. Oh, wow. I passed by one wow. the guidance counselor voted to keep me in because uh, she knew she knew I was struggling. So I, I almost didn't go to college, but I decided to go. Uh, but my drinking and drugging continued every day, every day. Um, what were you going to study in college? I'm curious. Like, so did you... what I, I, you know, I, I, a true ADHD or I switched my, <laughs> I switched my major like probably eight times. I, right I think on. I went originally for education. Um, and then I, I switched it to English and which I loved. And then I was like, but what am I going to do with English? So I became a, I studied advertising and communications. My my English uh, professor told me I turned to the dark side when, <laughs> I, when I switched that to that major. And um, yeah, advertising communications. I think because I watched Mad Men, Mad Men made me want to be in advertising. Well, there you go. <laughs> so so did you? So you made it all the way through through college? I too, did then? somehow. I made it through. I I took a semester off one in sophomore year because I wanted to go to culinary school, but I was like, I'm a quitter. I quit everything. I got to finish one thing. I got to finish college. I got to finish what I started. So I finished, um, I actually did okay. I mean, I did okay, but I somehow miraculously I graduated. Um, 
And then I moved to New York and uh, immediately I moved to New York and I tried to get a job in advertising uh, to no avail. So I got a job at a bar in downtown Manhattan, shucking oysters. Wow. And yeah, and I got the job because I love oysters. I never shucked an oyster before in my life, but they asked me if I love oysters or like oysters. And I said, oysters are my deathbed meal. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or my, if I'm on the electric chair, that's what I'll ask for. That's what you're asking for. <laughs> Give me so oysters. You got your dream, so, so you didn't get the advertising job, Ooh. but you got a dream job anyway. Yes, my ring light fell. Yes. Oh, welcome so, to my life. I'm so glad that happened to you because that totally <laughs> happened to me yesterday. So like, this is, yes, this is a kindred spirit of mine right here. I love it. There it is. There it is. It's back. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I got, I got my dream job, shucking oysters at one of the best bars in New York. Um, so I didn't need to go out anymore because I just drank during work. You know, I just drank during the job. Uh, after I finished my shift, I would just stay, um, at the bar drinking for free. Sorry. Um, sorry, sorry, Charles, my boss at the time. <laughs> we, I mean, we would just stay there until like Five, the bar would close at four, but we would stay there until like nine in the morning yeah. so until like just doing drugs, like whatever, whatever we could get our hands on. Um, yeah. And then somehow I managed to meet someone who needed a partner in a bar to open a bar nearby. And uh, that's how I got involved in opening up a bar at 24, at 24. So wow. like. I just was in the right place at the right time, um, which happens a lot. I, so that's kind of how I live my life. Like wherever my life is taking me, just follow it. So, Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. so you've got invited to be a partner in a bar and you were like, of course you're like, hell, were you like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll try. Or were you like, hell yes. Oh, I was like, hell yes. At that point. <laughs> At that point, I was working in a bar for at least two years, and it just became kind of my life. Like, all my friends were at that bar. All my friends were working at in the surrounding bars. Um, it just it was my lifestyle. Like, yeah. like cheers, basically. So. <laughs> and coming out of high school, where you drank every day, and did you drink every day in college too? Oh yes, okay. every day. So so you've been basically drinking almost every day, if not every day since you were 13. And now you're like in your mid twenties. So basically for like half of your life, you've been, yeah. you've been drinking, drinking, as I used to call mm -hmm. it. Drinking, <laughs> drinking, drinking, drink. drinking, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and the good stuff. I was drinking like the top shelf stuff. I was wow. just drinking my money away. Like a lot of us, you know? Yeah. And I think I had my partner, um, was just so great. He knew what he was doing. He's been in the business for a long time. I definitely leaned on him a lot. I was great at training um, the fellow bartenders. I was, um, I love, I love training people how to bartend because I had such a great trainer at my first job. So I love doing that. Um, the more business side of things, not, not, <laughs> I was not very good at it. Like, 
<laughs> you know, I, I wanted to have fun with the regulars. Like I wanted to make the drinks. I wanted to make the menu. I wanted to do that. But like doing inventory and like keeping track of the money and kind of the more serious part, not, not, not how my brain works. I'm very like impulsive and I, I don't think things through a lot. So I'll kind of, I kind of do just like shoot from the hip. I'm just like, but I get an, an I, yeah. I get an idea idea and I just run with it. Like that is the ADHD thing yeah. though. And I know because that's me, because I literally that's what I did with this podcast. I'm gonna start sober and fucky. And then five seconds later, my Instagram handle's made. Like yeah. that's yeah. the same exact thing. Well, it, well, it's working out great for you because like you post some great but I can tell you Paige is a great reviewer of all things non-alcoholic. Uh and I mean you're reviewing why like I see you're having some wine right now like you this is iced coffee oh sorry i thought it looked like it was i just drink it black so it looks like (laughs) sorry in my in my uh camera on this side it looks purple so i thought it was like i thought it was like and you know what a lot of people do because i walk down the street like this and they're like you're getting an early start (laughs) like it's coffee Well, speaking of coffee, I'm going to try athletic brewing. I, the other kind that I tried a, a guava, um, like sparkling water, and it was good. And it really was this fruity, like hop. It was this weird thing. I, I'm normally yeah. not a sparkling water guy, but it was good. And then um, the one I'm excited about to try, though, is uh, it's not really a midday and summer, like 90 degrees no. in the afternoon beer, but they've got a beer that has coffee in it. So like, I'm totally trying that one next. And With your monster. Yes. Uh, yes. It will be, I'll, I'll double fist. I'll have athletic brewing in one hand and I'll have the monster in the other hand. And Perfect. then we'll like, absolutely. Perfect. I'll start a new thing. I'll be on shark tank. I'll make, I'll make millions. Maybe we well, should go into business. Take with me with you. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's, hey, we're impulsive 88. Hey, you know what? By the end of this episode, Paige and I are going to have, gonna have five plan, businesses. And we're going <laughs> to no, talk to me about the ADHD part of it, though, because I'm fascinated. The more I learn about ADHD and how I should have been diagnosed many moons ago and medicated for it, um, I'm wondering how much did, did, do you think the drinking, how did that affect your ADHD or the other way or both? Because I'm just curious from a fellow ADHD. Yeah, did, that's, what do you, I mean, what do you think that's that? a great question because I think my ADHD is part of what made my mind kind of just like, fire on all cylinders all the time and you that's hard to do to live like that like i'm sure also people with anxiety or other they they know how it is to have yeah and (laughs) they often go together so like to have your brain just be like all the time is so hard so like numbing i mean that's why most of us did what we did was to numb and to quiet our minds and yeah, that's why I did it a lot of the time. But like now that I'm not drinking and when I first got sober, I to live with that and to actually feel your feelings and like hear your thoughts is like learning how to walk again. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it takes a lot of practice because you immediately you want to be like, ah, I don't want to, this is, I don't want to, this is too much. Like, yeah. I don't want to feel like this. But once you like really get into it and learn what your feelings mean and like how you can live with them and like not listen to yourself all the time, it's a whole new world. (laughs) 
fortunately I have a loud voice like out, out outwardly and also I have a loud inner voice so it's hard not to listen to myself it, uh, it's, so it's, chatty. I, yeah I love it yeah well it's yeah it's a lot of work but well so how do you how do you modulate that in sobriety or how do you kind of like dampen it without drinking over it uh you know to without drinking to turn the volume down um or to slow yourself down how have you kind of because uh, you've you've got six and a half years in. I mean, I'm coming up on. I mean, I'm at like five ish months, so I'm a, I'm still a baby, you know. Like, and I guess you would be a toddler, and then you know we're both still like, yeah, you, like you've learned how still, to walk. It's but still, still struggling. Like even six and a half years later, like it's still difficult. And I mean, I think the number one thing that helps me is is just being in the moment. Is like just totally. Yeah, being present be, you know yeah. just it's totally living one minute to one minute like yeah. and i think as a kid you know my mom used to laugh at me because i was always planning i would have a birthday and then i was already planning my next birthday like what are we doing like what I don't know. so it. i think just being in the moment and like that that's the number one thing oh my god i'm forgetting what i was going to talk about what the hell were we just talking about I just totally being did it present being present. And so, um, oh, I was saying you can't plan, you can't, can't plan, plan funky, funky, but can, but can but you, because you? you have to have some planning in your life, right? What do you do day to day to plan your life? Cause you know, you still got to plan like for things like bills and for other things, but how do you keep it funky even with the, just the how ordinary stuff it? in life? Uh, you know, that I, I, that's totally just, again, like a minute to minute thing. And it's like, oh, bills and blah, blah, blah. But like, make it fun. I don't know. Like, life so still do. happens. But yeah. like, and again, like, I'm not like this all the time. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> I am not funky all the time. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but I have my funky moments. And like, I have, and, and I try to like, put that out there and have other people have their funky moments, even if it's just for a second, like during your day. So it sounds like you've always been kind of like a, a goofy, funky personality. I mean, to give the the listener or the viewer an idea, if you have not seen Paige's um, Instagram, like she, my favorite video of hers recently is she's got her dog, which is like the most adorable fucking dog you've ever seen in your life. And yeah, there's she, like, what, what is the dog's name? Nellie. So Nellie, she's holding Nellie and her husband's filming her in the grocery store. And, and the description was like, just, a, just another average Tuesday afternoon. And she's like <laughs> dancing her way up so, silently and slowly up to the, and then she like puts Nellie's face right in the camera and then she starts giggling and laughing at herself. And like, that was the video. It was so funny. Just don't like life. I think my, my biggest thing is life. It doesn't have to be so serious. Like, yes there's awful serious fucking shit happening but like just give yourself a chance to just have fun and don't take yourself seriously because nobody else is yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible but it's it's like just laugh laugh at yourself laugh at the things happening around you take a minute to like enjoy the music going on in the grocery store and do a little dance with your dog <laughs> like that's what it is. It's just taking those little minutes, like little seconds of your life and like just doing a little, doing a little, a little dance. Thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
for our listeners, she was doing it. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty sweet little dance. It was a little. I think it was a good. It was what was the song? It was Return of the Pack. <laughs> was that the song that was on? It was. Oh, it, it was. was Return. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So, like, what would you say to people who maybe aren't naturally funky or aren't maybe naturally? I I, I like to say like uh, Danny Flores on uh, Ted Lasso, the guy who's like who's like the super like high strung guy. And he's like, I, my mother said I was naturally, ca- I was born caffeinated. Like that's totally me. So yeah. what would you say to folks who aren't born naturally that's caffeinated, um, you know, and, and, you know, yeah. they just don't know how to embrace it. I think, and you know what, I was there for a while too, like uh, towards the end of my sobriety or drinking phase, like I had lost all confidence. I was not funky. I was like on the couch watching TV in my pajamas, like, eating Indian food every night. And like, you just have to find find something. Like it, it could be baking. It could be like taking a walk outside. It could be listening to your favorite podcast or like cuddling your dog. It's, you just, it's just, you have to find the little things in life. Like finding a fun rock that makes you excited. It's uh-huh. just like, you know, you just Anything. gotta keep your, keep your mind open. Like. That's what I would say. Keep an open okay. mind. But you found not just the small things to keep you fascinated. One of the things that you're into now, one of your main jam, it sounds like is like interior design. Is that right? Like you? Oh God, I have so many, so many. That's another thing about ADHD. I find something <laughs> and then I find another thing and then I find another thing. But yeah, well, I tell mean. Tell me about that the- thing because that's something where you um, appreciate things as they are, but also as they could be. So you're, yeah. you've got an eye that's attuned to like, Hey, this rock is really cool because it can, but also you just kind of see that rock in the context of everything. Of and I think that kind larger. of is like interior design, right? Like you see yeah. the space and you see the potential there. So I, I, one day in early sobriety, I, I was at a fashion buying job and I, I just saw this chair and I, this beautiful chair, and I just fell in love with this chair. And I was like, I'm going to make a chair. I'm going to learn how to make a chair. And so I was like, how do I make a chair? Well, I got to start by sewing. Uh, So I'm going to start by sewing pillows because pillows are super easy. So I started hand sewing these pillows. I, I probably like sewed 50 pillows and then I went out and I bought a sewing machine and I was just doing this like all day and my dad was like why don't you go to back to school for design and I was like I can do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I went back to school for interior design and um it it was it was amazing I I being creative like every day and learning these things like i i to make something on a computer like i'm not very technologically savvy but i learned how to use a computer and like design spaces and i my adhd like super fixated like i could do this all day yeah i could just stare at this so that's how you know also if you found something that you love like if you could just do it all day and totally lose track of time and as a fellow ADHD or I can attest, yeah. like when I get my, and well, I should bring my wife on to attest, like when I'm sucked into something like this podcast, I can yeah. be like, Whoosh, and, that's and that's all 
Totally, it. it's all you see. And you think it's the opposite. Like, oh, but don't get distracted. But when you find something that you're like, you hyper fixate. Yep. Hundred percent. It's it's uh, it, the volume is definitely turned up in the yeah. <laughs> in the ADHD life for the the, <laughs> the the focus gets dialed like it's just yeah tunnel vision oh, yeah. on one thing so it's like and then boom yeah and boom in on the, the day is gone there there it is it's it's gone <laughs> or the year or or the four years yeah. you like I'm going back to school like, yeah screw it yeah and so you learn how to sew you learn how to design rooms you learn how to do all these different things you you've kind of taken on wing it, it seems like you were um your first post on instagram a few several months ago was like well, i'm gonna work on being a brand ambassador or whatever and then now you are and like you didn't been doing all these ratings and reviews and stuff and so you're doing all these different things but but there's a theme in your post that i that i detected um it, it's amazing that you, there's someone who has this big personality like you and and has all this energy so vivacious and so full of life and yet there's like this confidence thing that you were expressing about your reels. Tell me about that. Tell me how, like, what's the darker side of that you, that you battle with? Because it's not all rainbow and glitter for oh, you, right? Which is what I was trying to say, like, for sure. I get super, I mean, self-conscious about what I put out there. And I mean, after, you know, going into the business and it felt, it, I, I failed, I failed. The business is still thriving. But like after that, I kind of had this self-doubt of like recently all my all reels, I'm just like, ah, oh, this isn't up to my standard. And I just have this like self-doubt and disbelief that I actually am putting good stuff out there. And I, I don't want to half-ass it. Like I want to put stuff out there that I believe in and that I think people will enjoy. So well, I was so fascinated to hear you share that. And I was so glad you shared it because like, I never would have guessed that. And that's the beauty of, like you said, sober people seem to be, uh, we all seem to have such similar stories where we've all got this nagging self-doubt, no matter how much it looks like we've got our shit together. Like yeah. it we, really, there's always that voice that's like, yeah, but yeah, but, and you know, I saw your stuff and, and was like, man, this stuff's great. And then you were sharing that. And I was like, why is she saying this? But, but I get it. Like, I totally get it because I'm like, oh, she's going through that right now. I, I know that. Cause that was me like, oh, I don't know about like three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I want to say that stuff because yes, I do come off all bubbly and like fun, but I have my own issues. So tell me more, and maybe you already said this in my ADHD, I forgot it, but like, talk to me more about that when, when you're not in the funky mood, like, do you have to kind of like pep talk yourself back into like, again, or do you just sort of like let it work, run its course? I mean, again, you've got six plus years of sobriety. So you've got a lot of repetitions, a lot of practice at this that I don't, I mean, I've got a week for every month that you've got. So we all start with that time. So you'll get there too. And I think it's just daily practice, you know, other days are better than others. You know, some days I can easily get myself out of a funk. And then some days I sit in it. And when I was younger, I would sit in it for days. Mm. And that was, and I don't want to go back there. So I sit in it and sometimes you need to, sometimes it's kind of weirdly therapeutic to sit in your miserableness for a minute okay. and, get out of it and okay. get yourself out of it. 
I've, I've had that sense too, where I'm like, I'm just going to drink over this. Or if I can't drink right now, I'm going to drink over this tonight, like later on when I have my quiet me time or whatever. But now when I have those times, I'm starting to see them as opportunities. It's, it's hard though, because when I'm in it, I still have that same old sense of like, this is the truth right now. Everything is, is shit. Everything's going to stay shit. And it, in that moment, it's true, but there's something else that's different now that is like this objective outside of it, just this tiny little voice that's like, eh, just give this a little bit and it's not gonna feel like this. And that's all it takes really. Like if you start to think like, oh, I, I could really use a drink, this drink would help, the drug would help, like this would help. It only takes you one second to be like, no, that won't help. And that's it. Like. It doesn't feel that way maybe later, but like looking back, you're like, oh, all I had to do was just say one thing. And if you don't act on it right in that second, move on to the next second yeah. and you've gotten through it. It's, it's amazing that that works so well. And right before we got on together, I was on my daily Zoom call on the app that I use. And one of the ladies was saying she um, was going through a very stressful situation and was helping her daughter move or something. She went and she went to the fridge and opened it up. And there was her old wine bottle uh, from when the last time she had been there or something. And she said, she stood there and a logical part of her brain started to say, she said, she described it as the logical part of her brain, brain was like, oh, you deserve this. Look how much stress you've been through everything. And she said, <laughs> she stood there for a second. And then she just said, fuck you. Like she just, like she said it out loud, shut the door, turned around and walked away. And she said in the share, apparently I'm stronger than I think I am because I really wanted to drink right then. And she feel like she was giving herself permission to do it. She had every reason to logically, but yeah. still she said no. And, and just that one conscious decision outside of the emotion made all the difference. And it only takes a second oh. to go either way, yeah. really. One way or the other. What, um, what, what piece of advice would you give to folks out there who are, um, I'm going to ask you as someone who's, you know, who is ADHD, I, I know we brought that up a lot in this episode, but I want people who, who love someone or have someone in their life who has ADHD, um, to understand it better as I'm getting to understand it. And you've got several years more of understanding it than, than I do, at least in sobriety you do. So tell me, tell me what are some things that people um, can do that, that help the ADHD brain, the neurodivergent ADHD brain? And what are some things that maybe don't help? Well, it's very funny that you say that because I think a constant struggle that my husband and I have is him not understanding my brain and how ADHD yeah. works and I have to constantly say like because I forget things all the time and all he'll the time. say too. he'll say things thousand times and I, I don't remember them and it's not because I'm not listening or I don't care although sometimes I don't care because you, know, <laughs> you can't care you can't care about everything <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna admit all the same here to you and everyone else in the sober world <laughs> you can't you can't care about everything not everything is interesting but <laughs> <laughs> but that's it though right with the ADHD brain it's what what the ADHD brain is interested in yeah is that right so like, yeah, and also like what I'm tuning in, like what is happening in my brain at the time? Like I, he, I also, I ask him a lot to tell me he's going to start talking to me. Like mm. 
I can't just dial in. Like if he just starts talking to me from the other room or from over there, I can't, I need him to say like Paige or like say, hello, I'm going to start talking to you because okay. <laughs> I need, I need to be told like, okay, start to listen, start to listen to me, put your attention over here for a second. Okay. Um, also, if there's like music or TV going on at the same time, I, I will not be able to focus on you. We need to turn the TV off. We need to turn the, 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 the music off. I need to turn my phone off. Like you need to make sure I'm looking at you. Oh my God, this sounds so much like, oh my God, this is like our, our life over here. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. And, and that's why, that's why a lot of people, like when I'm speaking to people, I will look you in the eye and I, I have to remind myself, like, look away. Like a lot of people, when they speak to you, they, they look away, they look at other things, but I like will dial in on you because if I don't, I'm not going to hear what you say. Uh. And so I, if I scare you, <laughs> I feel so much less crazy right now hearing someone yeah. else say all these things because for me it was like I'm such a bad husband I'm such a bad spouse and a bad friend and a bad listener and and you know it some of it is me not paying the attention that I could but some of it is just like my freaking brain yeah and so like what are some things that have that what are some other things that help or don't help? Like, so the biggest thing that has helped me is when I'm in a conversation with somebody, I have to remind myself to like ask a question or like uh, just because if I'm not asking a question, I will again lose focus. Okay. So like kind of keeping up with the conversation, I have to like keep up and ask questions. Okay. So, I think that's a great idea for me to use right away because that will get me interested in what my wife's saying. And I hate it when she'll start talking to me and like, I'll start to like, I catch myself like totally either shutting down or looking away or whatever. And she knows it and she's so patient, but I mean, 18 years of that, I don't know how she's put up with it. Like, I just, I'll tell, like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And yeah. So maybe okay. me asking the question to get myself involved in the conversation will be Guess a great you're involved for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, and also for a while, I think I didn't know how to have a conversation and, and this is going to sound bad, but not talk about myself and, okay. you know, like asking about other people, that's important. I don't know if this is necessarily an ADHD thing, but like asking people about how they're doing, yeah. uh, just, you know, that's an important part of any relationship. I think I'm guilty of that too. 100%, whether it's ADHD or not. But I'm yeah, I, but you, you just, I mean, it's just another thing like practice. Like, yeah. I think as a, a species, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we've gotten kind of out of touch and, and conversation has gotten difficult because we're always on our phones and we're always doing this or that. So like, it's a practice and it takes reminding and like frequent, Yes. doing <laughs> yes when you held up your phone there do you have one of your sober and funky like tongue sticking out so listen and look at the glitter oh my god it's like so I got, I got glitter sparkles shiny i, I mean. love it i love it so like listen Paige, where can people connect with you to get some of this sweet merch because okay, okay. you got well, not just the stickers but you got some other swag out there and it's I, pretty I, awesome i have some t-shirts that i've designed and i also have some t-shirts that a friend of mine has designed 
and they're on T public, but that's a link in my bio kind of thing where okay. you can easily get them. And stickers, I often do giveaways. Ooh. So just just stay tuned. Well, in that case, we will send people over to at sober and funky on Instagram. Can they can folks connect with you anywhere else other than uh, you've got a link tree? I'm yeah, I have a link tree, but mostly I'm on the Insta Instagram. Just slide okay. into my DMs or whatever kids Absolutely. are saying. And she's super <laughs> responsive too to DMs. Because... I am almost too responsive. <laughs> You, oh my god it's like i can't let i can't leave something like is this you the like bold, i can't leave bold, it yeah. yeah when it's bold like i have to click I, on it i have to it has to be done right away those Which, bastards learned how to get oh, the pavlov sure. out of me i'm pavlov's dog oh, straight yeah. up with that bold Bing. Ding. <laughs> damn, damn you no when i first got a blackberry i mean i'm dating myself a little bit here but 10 years ago when i've got my first the, blackberry the, in the army oh it was like the little blinking red light on it. And um, like, it was after work, we were at like a Bible study or something at, at the chapel and on a Wednesday night in my way. And I kept checking it, checking it. And my wife was like, is this how it's going to be with you and having a smartphone? And I was like, wow. Oh, I hate to tell you, but probably. Wow. Yes. Like, <laughs> that and, is, and it is me. I, and I know that she's I'm, evil, but that it's not just you. It's not just me, but still, but I like you. blinky blinky. And boldy, boldy. <laughs> so what the question is, okay. sorry, squirrel, now that I like rabbit trailed, I'll come back. The question is, if you had 30 seconds left in your life, Paige Danoff of Manhattan, New York, formerly of Pennsylvania, what would you tell people uh, with that last 30 seconds? Well, I mean, since there's only 30 seconds, don't take life too seriously. Go out, have a big laugh and eat some ice cream. It's like, I love this answer. And I think I'm just going to do that tonight. Like I'm about to take my son to uh, a soccer camp and I may just go and get some ice cream. Well, Let's get some ice cream and put some rainbow sprinkles on it. Rainbow sprinkles. And Paige, I want to thank you for sharing your funkiness with us. Your, uh, thank you. And, and I think I'm going to name this episode. Uh, sobriety is, is my oyster. I love uh, it. Because I, uh, or we could call it aw shucks or something, but that's kind of cheesy. Me, so. I like that too. <laughs> I am all about cheesiness. The cheesy, the cheesier, the better. Okay. Uh, keep it cheesy. cheesy. It is. <laughs> this is Paige Danov. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. Al and I want to invite you to join us on our next episode. But between now and then, please connect with Paige on Instagram at sober and funky you will not be disappointed i promise you and if you would like to join uh an instagram chat group let me know because i would like to start setting up some instagram chat groups for i kissed alcohol goodbye listeners and i also have a secret scroll facebook group for audience members only so message me on facebook if you would like to do that but uh, but again uh we want to say thanks uh for joining us on this episode and al and i will send it off by saying goodbye alcohol Mwah. and hello life much love to y'all and peace <laughs>